You're listening to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast, episode 37, hosted by me, Robert Plotkin. Today I'm going to be speaking with Marla Mattinson, a relationship and intimacy expert who specializes in working with entrepreneur couples. Her unique approach to coaching comes from her background in mathematics and neuroscience, which enables her to use pattern recognition to reveal the negative habitual responses that couples experience and how to change those patterns to achieve their desired outcome. She's the author of The Relationship Redo, a must-have guide for couples in business. You can find out more about her at marlamattinson.com. We're extremely pleased to welcome Marla Mattinson to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. One of the things I really enjoyed about the interview that you're about to hear with Marla Mattinson is how much she focused on all of the positive ways in which people can use technology to increase their connection with each other and help create a feeling of closeness uh, when we tend to often focus so much on how technology can be depersonalizing and increase our stress and anxiety. And Marla talks about some really great creative ways in which couples can use technology to actually help diffuse conflict. And one of the things you'll hear about is her suggestion that if you're in the midst of a conflict or other high tensions with your partner, that you use emojis rather than words uh, to help calm down those those tense feelings. I think it's a great suggestion. Uh, you might want to also try using images, photos from positive events that you shared with each other, uh, bring back those positive feelings. Very often imagery or sounds can um, convey a feeling more directly to someone than words. And I think we all know that sometimes when we're in the midst of a conflict and having uh, negative feelings towards someone else or in, in both directions, there can be a tendency for words to be misinterpreted or interpreted, um, you know, with the wrong intention behind them. And I think it's um, harder to do that with imagery, particularly um, imagery of uh, a calming scene or perhaps your child or pet or a place that both of you uh, enjoy being in and have a positive association with. So uh, this is today's suggestion to think about using non-verbal communications using technology to help increase a feeling of positive connection at any time. But particularly, it's something to think about using uh, after a fight, during a fight, <laughs> any other time when those bad feelings are high and when words may have a tendency to make things worse. Try using things other than words. 
I hope you enjoy the upcoming interview with Marla Mattinson in which we'll be talking about many, many more ways that she has as a relationship expert to help use technology to bring people closer together. Hi, Marlon. Welcome to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Hi, Robert. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's really great to have you. And we're going to spend our time talking about your topic of expertise, which is relationships, particularly relationships involving one or more entrepreneurs. And for, for our audience, we're really interested in how technology influences and relates to and impacts relationships. And, and we and lots of other people talk a lot about the kinds of negative impacts technology can have on us. I'd like to start out by talking about, you know, what kind of positive role can technology play in relationships? I love that that's your first question. (laughs) (laughs) So good, because we already know all the negative stuff, right? So positive things in relationship and in business for technology, there's so many. Basically, as entrepreneurs in general, we're pretty much connected to our devices all the time. And we want to be because we are excited about what we're doing in our business. So it's exciting to communicate and connect with clients, potential clients, service providers, so that we can provide the best possible service out there in the world and get our get our message out into the world. And we use technology to do that. So we're so grateful that we have all of Instagram and Facebook and, you know, all the iPhones and everything that we have technology wise. And in relationship, a lot of the ways that we stay connected is also through technology. So uh, there are a lot of long distance relationships and entrepreneurs travel a lot, speaking engagements, conferences, you know, if you want your message to get out to the world, you have to be seen, you have to go and, and enjoy in-person connections, as well as following up with potential clients and potential business interests via technology. And so in relationship, we know that it can be a little disconnecting if you only spend time connecting through text or through video message. However, if you're having a relationship and you want to be even more connected and you have a good relationship to start, You can use technology as a way to be playful, as a way to include your partner throughout the day. So, for example, sometimes you can just send a little emoji, you know, Mm -hmm. one or two emojis will (laughs) brighten up your partner's day. Now, if you do it at an inopportune time during their day, it doesn't have the same impact. So, again, using technology for good means you share your calendars. Mm. If you share your calendars online then you know when your partner has meetings scheduled, when they have downtime scheduled, when they have little breaks. And if you look at the calendar before you send the text, then you can do it at a time where they're actually going to be able to receive it in a way that you really intend. And if you can send even a 10-second video of you thinking about your partner during the day, it has an even greater impact so that you can say, oh, I'm really excited to see you later tonight. 
you know, I know you're busy right now. I just wanted to send you good vibes through your day and let you know I'm thinking about you. And that's all. It's so fast. It's so easy. And it has a huge impact. And it, it what it does is it makes a deposit into what we call the union of your relationship, right? That's the we of the relationship. Yeah, that's great. It's really great. And, you know, I think that paying attention to the calendar just also sends the message that you're you're thinking about the other person's day. You know, you're thinking about where they are and when they might feel best about hearing from you. Exactly, exactly. And see, what's happened, I think, with technology is that we're using it as a default. There have been a lot of studies on how technology is coming in between the intimacy in a relationship. And so if you don't intentionally choose to look at your partner in a downtime, in a moment of a pause in your in your day-to-day interactions together, if you don't intentionally choose to connect with your partner, you will unintentionally, by default, choose your technology. You'll mm. choose your device. You'll just quickly, you won't even realize you're doing it until it's already done. All of a sudden, you're on Instagram, you're on Snapchat, you're on Facebook, you're checking your email, and you're forgetting that your partner's right here in real life. Mm-hmm. If you're making dinner together or if you're, if you're hanging out together in a little downtime, we tend to use our moments of pause to check our devices rather than check in with our partner. So this has to do with intentionally wanting to get to know your partner more and to look at them and get curious. Hmm, I wonder what they're interested right in mm-hmm, right now, mm-hmm. rather than wondering what everybody else on Facebook is interested <laughs> in right now. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a great suggestion you make about when you're during your day and you're physically apart, because, of course, it's it's so easy to turn to the device because it's physically right there with you, you know, and your your partner may be far away. But you, what's so great about your suggestion is you're pointing out a way in which you can use the device to connect with your partner. And that's the the positive side, even when you might be five miles, one mile, 100 miles away from each other. Exactly. And check this out. Even when you're in the same house. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe you, this never happens for you. But every once in a while, my partner and I get into a conflict. <laughs> never. <laughs> okay. Not sure if that happens for you or any of the listeners. But for Julian and I, every once in a while, we get into a conflict. And sometimes we need space when that conflict is kind of big. And so he'll go upstairs and I'll be downstairs and we'll just be taking some time. And then we've made a pre-agreement. We pre-planned this, that if we get into a conflict, the, the device that we use to text is only allowed to send connecting messages. Mm. So we never send a nasty, cruel, mean, I'm going to get my point across more text during a conflict. And instead, we choose to, like I said, only use it for something positive and connecting. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I have calmed myself down enough to remember, oh my God, I love this man. Mm-hmm. This is the love of my life. This is my sweetheart, my partner in business and love and life. And what am I doing? Why am I downstairs <laughs> and he's upstairs? And so I'll send a message. I'll send the white flag. I'll reach out the olive branch and I'll send a message with a, a sweet emoji and just say, I just want you to know I love you Mm. and some kind of a sweet emoji. Because even as I'm down regulating my emotion, 
in the moment, the tone of my voice may still come across a little nasty. And so instead, it's very easy to send a smiley face or a kissy face emoji with that kind message and send him that loving uh, message. And then he can start to calm down. And then I'll say, when you're ready, I want you to know when you come downstairs, I will greet you with a hug and love. Or if you'd like me to come upstairs, I'm happy to greet you with open arms. So that way I know in advance we're working on it together that he's going to greet me with love. I'm going to greet him with love. And we can then work through the issue together instead of having all of our emotions and our chemicals in our system activated in a negative way. Mm -hmm. We're now consciously working with it so that we can calm down and doing it together using technology. Yeah, it's great. I mean, one thing you said to me, which both makes perfect sense and is kind of surprising is you said that the uh, using the technology in this case could help you to get your message across in a more positive way than if you used your own voice. And I think usually we're very familiar with ways in which the opposite happens, you know, <laughs> in which because we don't see each other, there's no physical, uh, visual cues or auditory cues or body language. Often te technological messages come across and are received less well than ones with our own voice. But you're pointing out how when you're at least, uh, you know, dysregulated, uh, you could make use of technology to do the opposite. Exactly. And I think it's way underutilized because because we just tend to use technology and relationship as a way to just share whatever's on our mind. And we don't do it intentionally, mindfully to build intimacy and build a more of a bond that's based on love and connection. And we get a little sloppy with it. And so this is one of the very interesting kind of counterintuitive ways that we can use technology for good. And I love that because <laughs> you don't think of using technology in relationship to build intimacy, but it's an amazing way to build intimacy. And if you want to get a little sexy with it, I'll keep it clean. <laughs> but if you want to get a little sexy with it, you know, once your partner responds with something favorably, you can then take a snapshot of you with like a sweet face mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe something a little sexier and say, FYI, here, see, I really am soft now. I really am ready to see you. Like, here's me greeting you with yeah. open arms. And, it, and it's such a loving way to connect. And, and it's so fun. And that's the thing is you can even do FaceTime from, you know, across the room. It doesn't matter. It's a way to connect and have fun. That's great. And, you know, the other thing that that I really appreciated about what you said was that the two of you have, have agreed on this in advance. You know, it probably wouldn't work for you to try to negotiate this out in the moment of being upset with each other. The two of you have thought about this and agreed in advance you're going to use technology in this way. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And perhaps any other, I don't know if you have other agreements or things you've worked out like this we and how they've helped. We have a lot of agreements. <laughs> yes, yes. We would need a 12-hour podcast, I think, for that. But we can definitely give some good guidance here. So pre-planning in advance is a huge part of success in relationship and in business. If you think about it, if you have a business, you want to have some kind of a plan, right? It's called a business plan. You want to have some kind of direction for where you're going. And it's obvious that we want to have that in business. Now, visioning in life is a very common and, and very popular technique where you're visioning the best version of yourself. You're visioning the ideal business and what it looks like and how much you're earning. 
Well, guess what? You can do the same thing in relationship. You have a visioning session with your partner, get somewhere really relaxed and calm where, you know, whether it's out of the house or on the beach or at a park or even, you know, go out to have a coffee together and say, you know, let's vision together. We love to do it in the bathtub, by the Mm -hmm. way. That's our favorite spot to do visioning because we have a great bathtub and it's really great. Um, And so we use visioning as a tool to become the best version of ourselves. And we're basically using the relationship as the vehicle for our own personal transformation to become the best version of ourselves as individuals and then to do it together as a couple. And so when you pre-plan, hey, here's how I'd like to show up in conflict. Here's how I'd like to show up when, you know, your family's around. Here's how I personally would like to bring the qualities of love and connection and intimacy into every area of our lives. How would you like to do it? How would you like me to show up when we're in a conflict? What is your desire, right? And so we're working together in advance of any issue, problem, event to talk about, well, what is our ideal situation here? What would work for you? And what will work for me? Because remember, it were two different people with different needs, different desires. And then, of course, there's some overlap. If there wasn't overlap, we wouldn't be in a relationship, right? <laughs> yeah. And so pre-planning is really important. One thing that's really uh, fun in terms of pre-planning that can happen on the spot, which sounds a little counterintuitive, mm-hmm. is let's say you're in a conversation in the morning about... um you know, the type of food that your partner likes or, oh, you know, there's this restaurant I always wanted to go to and we haven't gone there yet. I really want to go. Bring in technology, bring in, you know, Resi or, you know, one of the online reservation places and search for that restaurant and make a reservation ASAP. Mm -hmm. Put a reservation in for the two of you on a date that you know they have open in their calendar because you're connected already on your calendars. And um, even if it's in San Francisco or Paris or something, plan it out months in advance that you get something on the calendar and plan for that and say, hey, by the way, I have a special surprise for us on this date. Are you available to travel at that time, right? So you can do it in town. You can do it just out of town where you can drive somewhere together that's really fun. Or you can also do it for something like a big plan, like a Paris trip or something really amazing like that. And the use of technology in the moment when you realize your partner is saying, God, I always wanted to go to that museum or I always wanted to go here. Keep a list in your phone. That's one of the greatest things about having the notes section, right? You want to take a note of What does your partner love? This is how you get curious. You're walking down the street. We're not big shoppers. We don't really enjoy shopping for material possessions. But every once in a while, Julian will see something that he really likes. And so I'll put it in that note in my phone. Note to self, (laughs) Julian would really love to have this globe or this thing. And then at a key opportune time, you know, as we come into the holidays, Oh, right. What does he want? Your mind goes blank. Go to your notes section. So for physical things, for trips, for dinner reservations, for museums, for, you know, God, I miss walking on the beach with you. Plan it in advance. You know, uh, you, you've basically answered what I think were some of my <laughs> other questions, which are like uh, some when some people hear about planning, you know, they think 
boring or, you know, how is that <laughs> sexy or connecting? But some of the specific ways you suggested doing it are ways to make it fun, ways to take some of the effort out of it using technology so it doesn't feel like a burden and instead it feels like something that's exciting that's going to result in a positive experience. You know, I wonder if you could talk a little bit more to that and if you, you know, encounter that reaction from people that, you know, this planning or uh, analogizing it to a business plan might be taking some of the spontaneity or fun out of it. And, you know, how can you use technology to address some of that? Yeah, absolutely. So having fun using technology together is so effortless when you start to do it. Okay. So when you first start to do it, it's not obvious. So for example, in the morning, when you first wake up, most of us reach for technology. Mm -hmm. That's our default setting. A lot of us, you know, I use my phone actually as an alarm clock. So which is not the healthiest choice. However, I really like using it for the alarm clock. <laughs> and so I do that. And then I have to consciously choose to put the phone down, connect with myself, and then connect with Julian. And when I make that choice first, then I can turn to my technology and, you know, when I start my day. And when I see something that I know he would love, then I use that as a way to go, ah, I know I'm going to send Julian this. I'm going to share this with him. Uh, like, let's say an Instagram post that I love. Um, there are these, you know, private jets and everything where you have a full living room in there and, you know, a whole staff yeah. <laughs> where, you know, you have this private jet life and, you know, hashtag entrepreneur goals, right? And so I'll send something to him and say, hey, what do you think, babe? This time in 2020 or, mm -hmm. right? And I use that as a way to be playful and fun. And at the same time, right, visioning, having a bigger vision together. So now we're using technology to vision together, looking on Pinterest and seeing something. He'll send me a, a lingerie post of saying, hey, what do you think about this? I like this. Here's something that he loves to do. He'll find something that he thinks I'll look great in and he'll just buy it and send it to me. And so then I don't even know this is going on, but he sends something to me and says, I knew that you would just really love this. And then I, I get this gift in the mail. So making it fun and effortless, especially if I mention, gosh, I really love this one thing that you got for me before. You know, I know I looked at their website, they're out of business. So then he can do a little research and go do a little recon. He's a great researcher and find something. Um, and so Anytime that your partner mentions something that they enjoy or people they want to hang out with, oh God, you know, you know, Emily and James would love this. It would be so fun to hang out with them at this place. Great. You use your technology to reach out to the people that your partner is mentioning and say, hey, I'd love to plan a date. Can we plan this together? And do, you know, have some fun. And so you're the one setting that in motion. Another way is, by the way, this one is if you're really in a growth-based relationship together, this one is kind of a doozy, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so if you're in a growth-based relationship and you want to grow together and you're using the relationship as a way to know yourself more, then when you show up and you do something that impacts your partner, let's say in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Okay. That on the spot, 
your partner has full access to send you a text message to say, here's what you just said to me. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to read it out loud to me. Okay. (laughs) This is deep work. So I'm just going to throw it out there because it's, it's very intense and it's very unpleasant when you're the one who said the nasty thing. Okay. Instead of your partner responding with their negativity, they reflect back for you what you said, but without their tone of voice, they do it through technology, which softens it so that you can hear your own voice. Julian did that for me where where I said something really nasty to him and I wasn't even aware that I said it. And he texted it to me and he said, and he put it in quotes. And basically (laughs) what it was, was I said to him, you know, what the F were you doing if you didn't bring me my sandals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he said he was going to go away and get my sandals, but he got distracted and, and he got, he brought in something else and I was waiting for 20 minutes and I was like, well, what the F were you doing if you didn't bring me my sandals? <laughs> and so he sent that to me in a text message in quotes, Marla Mattinson said this on this date at 9.31 a.m. <laughs> and he sent it and he said, can you read that out loud? And of course I was horrified. What, uh, I'm supposed to be the expert here, right? <laughs> and here I am being nasty in the moment, but he, instead of taking the bait, he used technology to help me see what I was doing. And so I read it and I said, wow, that was really nasty. That is not how I want to show up in a relationship. That is not how I want to be. So thank you for having the courage to, number one, not get hooked in. And number two, send this to me because I want to remember this. And so that he helped me come out of my own negativity by reflecting through technology. It's great. I mean, it sounds to me like another way in which you're making use of the Maybe I call it distancing effect, the way in which communicating with technology can give us a little bit of distance from an emotionally charged relationship, which we usually think of as a a negative. You know, we were often criticizing the use of text messages or emails, which are lacking in body language and all of those other kinds of personal characteristics. But here you're you and your partner are intentionally choosing to use that little bit more distant uh, uh, kind of communication when doing so takes some of the charge out of it. That's exactly, exactly spot on. We actually need distance in relationship to come back together. So there was a study done at UCLA that, that talks about the body language, the facial expressions, basically all the nonverbal communication, 93% of the information that we take in is coming through nonverbal communication. They do include tone of voice in that, not the actual words, just the tone. Right. Because you can tell what somebody is saying by the tone of their voice. So if 93% of information is coming in that way, then wow, when you remove all of those distractions where you can't see my face, You can't hear the tone of my voice. You can't see my facial expressions with the scowl on my face or the little weird thing I do when my (laughs) mouth turns down, right? And you can't see that I'm, you know, my arms are crossed, that I'm making every effort to put love and good vibes into a text message and using emojis to help me come out of my negativity because who's going to be negative with a kissy face? I mean, come on, right? (laughs) And so now the 7% of words and pictures that we can see 
And you can remember, oh yeah, my partner loves me. She's really trying. I know she's still got that negative tone of voice because I know her really well, but I'm going to receive this text and I'm going to use it as a way to soften also. And so we need that distance. It's actually important. It's healthy. This is why people actually say, hey, I need a space I need space from you right now. I'm going to take five minutes and walk outside Mm -hmm. so I can get a little spaciousness from you. We need that. And technology is the perfect thing to use to get that distance without causing a problem. Yeah, I mean, in in a way, it sounds like without technology, we had fewer options. You were either going to be physically right there in the room with each other, which could get hard to break out of that that cycle together, or you'd walk into separate rooms or leave and be completely separate. And the technology now gives you some options for things that are in between. Exactly. It's a bridge. It's the bridge between total distance, which feels like abandonment and Mm -hmm. activates all of those negative chemicals in our brains to say, shut down, shut it out, shut it off. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it, it completely mitigates that and allows you to continue to have a bridge together of love and hope. And we need that when we're in a conflict, because the truth is that we actually view our partners as a threat from a biological perspective. And when we do that, we don't have control over the chemicals that are flowing through our brain. We just say, I got to get away from him. I got to get away from her. I need space. I need, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, technology is the new man cave. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Stay connected at the basic minimal level to let each other know, I still love you even though I don't like you right now. I don't like you right now, and I always love you. So that we can stay connected in that way. And it's playful because then you can get really into it. And you can you can say, okay, I'm going to meet you downstairs in three minutes, and I'm going to be really ready to receive you like when we first met, like mm-hmm. that kind of receiving. Let's do that. Are you willing to do that? So you can negotiate. In fact, oh, let me tell you this one story. It's really great. So we were in Hawaii and we were at the airport uh, waiting to board our flight. And we were in, the, there was a little cafe there. And we were sitting there at the table. And I asked Julian, hey, babe, could would you get a bottle of water for me? And we have a pre-planned agreement, another one of these agreements, <laughs> where. Um, we're more dedicated to the truth than we are to feeling good, mm. which means I'd rather hear the real truth of how he feels rather than him being a yes, dear man and vice versa. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that I can really trust him because if he's telling me the truth, even if it hurts my feelings, then I know that he's willing to really tell me the truth. Mm. So he said, no, <laughs> and I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And so I said, Okay. And I stood up and got in line, which was about 10 feet away, to get a bottle of water. It was just a counter, you know, kind of one of those buffet things. And in the meantime, I was huffing and puffing and I was irritated and and all these thoughts were going on in my mind. Oh, if he really loved me, he would have got <laughs> the water, all of that negativity. And I'm going to punish him when I sit back down and I'm going to ice him out and all that horrible stuff that goes on in your mind or in my mind. And, and then I caught myself and I realized, Oh, look at what I'm creating here. Look at all this negativity. Okay. I'm going to really work hard at opening and softening. And so I sent him a text message literally from 10 feet away. And I said to him, I'm working really hard 
at calming down. What I really want to do is punish you and I'm <laughs> not going to do it. I'm going to, I'm choosing to not do that. And instead I'm going to turn around and greet you with love. Would you be willing to greet me with love also? Hmm. And it was so vulnerable. And the moment between after I sent the message to when he responded was total terror because mm-hmm. he could respond with F you no, mm-hmm. you're a crazy biatch. You know right, I mean? He could right. go anywhere. And instead I was willing to be vulnerable to ask for that. And I was trying to soften at the same time. And about four seconds later, he put a heart on what I sent and he wrote yes with exclamation points. I started crying. <laughs> I bought the water. I turned around. I looked and his, he was sitting at the booth and he had open arms and mm. he's six foot one with a, yeah. a big beard and like he's a big dude. And, and having that greet me just, mm. it just totally changed everything. And that's for two reasons. One, we pre-planned in advance that we're more dedicated to the truth than anything else. So he could tell me that he didn't want to get up and get the water for whatever reason. Right. He was tired. He had his own thing going on. My legs aren't broken. I can get up and go get <laughs> the water, right? And that we're dedicated to coming back to softness and kindness and love. And those two things had me have the ability to use technology to actually work through an issue immediately. Yeah. We didn't have to even talk about it afterwards, except to be in total awe in the fact that in three minutes, we worked through this really challenging issue together. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. It felt like a huge win. It feels like a huge win now, and it was a year ago. Yeah. I mean, it also sounds like, I mean, it sounds like when you did it, because you had had the agreement and plan that it went very smoothly, but I can imagine it takes a lot of work though to get there. Yes. And that is the work that we do. We're relationship experts, you know, for entrepreneur couples. And so we know that these issues come up in little teeny moments throughout the day. And if you don't address them at the time they're happening, they tend to burrow their way into the resentment file. Mm -hmm. And so we want to continually clean out that resentment file on a daily basis by checking in with each other to just see what is, is there anything that's building resentment, even something that's small, so that in the moments of a big blowout like that, we can actually turn towards connection and use conflict as a way to connect rather than as a way to separate. Yeah. And, you know, we been talking a number of times about entrepreneurs, and I know that's a big focus of yours. Can you say a little bit about maybe the challenges and then again, the the promise of technology for connecting people when you have one or both people who are entrepreneurs in a relationship? When both people are entrepreneurs in a relationship, I think that's the most exciting time. <laughs> so that's <laughs> our... That's our love. We love working with couples who are both in the same business together. We also enjoy, of course, working with entrepreneurs who have their own business or even when one person is an employee, but they have an entrepreneur mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're really connected to the bottom line of the company they work for and they really care about growth and risk-taking and really getting out there and getting that message out there, whether it's theirs or the company's. So the biggest issue with entrepreneurs is time. Time is the biggest issue. There's never enough time. There's always more on the to-do list, which we actually call the to-done list because we're (laughs) visioning it as already done. And so if time is the biggest issue, then how we choose to use our time 
is the most important thing in terms of connection, in terms of bringing in income, in terms of relaxing and self-care time. And so using the calendar is number one. If we use the calendar, technology comes to the rescue. You don't have to have the huge calendars that are on the wall where you're writing things in by hand anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. that's antiquated. It's fun and it's a great visual, but it's unnecessary now. We can actually use technology to stay connected, not only with our partners in, in business and in love, but also with our team. So everybody gets to see what's going on and everyone's on the same page. Now we have technology like Slack and Monday.com and all these other technologies where you can stay connected and organized. You know, um, we use Monday.com for having our list of uh, items for the household to purchase. So our assistant can look at that. And, you know, if I happen to be in the kitchen and there are no more paper towels, put it on the list, somebody else is going to handle it. So using time efficiently, using technology is one of the best things that we can do. So for example, as entrepreneurs, if you're going to schedule time with your partner, schedule no electronic time. Okay, so that you can literally have maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes, two hours where you're just spending time together with a timer, with some Mm -hmm. kind of an alarm clock where you're putting it on airplane mode with the exception of this timer. Right. Where you can go be out in the world together or cuddle together on a couch or even zone out together and watch something on TV. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. Again, that's technology too. Enjoy it. Right. It's there for a reason. Get into your, one of your, you know, when's game of Thrones happening again. You know, it's, it feels to me like we've just barely touched the surface of, of the kinds of insights you have and experience and things you've learned in your own life and that you can teach um, couples and entrepreneurs and relationships about how to make, positive connecting use of technology. I'm sure we could keep keep talking on and on, but it, it, can can you tell our listeners, you know, where they can uh, connect with you more and learn more about you and, and your work and what you do uh, with people in relationship? Instagram is one of the best places to find us together, which is the intimacy experts the intimacy experts on Instagram, which is our profile together. Anyone is also, of course, welcome to follow me on Instagram at Marla Mattinson and also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And send me a message. I love to receive messages from people with questions and, you know, comments. We love engaging in our social media and and just connecting through there. It's one of the best ways. And we love talking with people on Facebook Lives and enjoying the real community that's out there. So if you're interested in entrepreneurship, in relationship work, in growing as a couple together, definitely check us out, The Intimacy Experts. And I would love to connect with any of your listeners. That's fantastic. I probably shouldn't be surprised that although a lot of people out there who are experts on topics don't encourage people to connect with them directly, that you as someone who specializes in relationships right. would, would love hearing from people. So <laughs> I really appreciate that you let us know that. Uh, Marla, I've really enjoyed talking to you uh, today. And um, thanks so much for being on the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. Thanks for joining us for this Technology for Mindfulness podcast with me, Robert Plotkin, and today's guest, Marla Mattinson, 
a relationship and intimacy expert who specializes in working with entrepreneur couples. You can find out more about Marla and her book, The Relationship Redo, at marlamattinson.com. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and share the episode with your friends. Those and all other links are in the show notes. And check out our blog at technologyformindfulness.com for information and tips about science, technology, and mindfulness. And find out about our Tap Into Mindfulness course for helping you to take control of your smartphone at bit.ly slash TFM meditation. I'm Robert Plotkin, and I'll join you next time on the Technology for Mindfulness podcast with hypnotherapist Grace Smith, who will talk about the relationship between mindfulness and hypnotherapy and how hypnotherapy can be used to address technology-induced distraction and anxiety. Thank you.